The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. afternoon and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Hi, and welcome to Authentic Living. Our guest today previously worked as a features journalist and is an award-winning musician who, with her band Martyrs of Sound, has released three CDs entitled Uncoiled, Mantra Chill, and Songs for Loving and Dying. But Sarah Wiseman also reports that she received her own intuitive awakening in 2004 and in 2008 unexpectedly received channeled information from a spirit guide, which she calls the 33 Lessons. These lessons are a big portion of her newly released book, Writing the Divine, How to Use Channeling for Soul Growth and Healing. Since her awakening, Sarah has been providing individual consultations and teaching workshops to tell people that you don't need a middleman that you can have direct access to the divine one-on-one. Her next book, Divine Child, will be released in 2010. And so we're going to talk today about having a direct information flow coming to you directly from the divine. So, uh, Sarah, welcome to Authentic Living. We're so glad that you have taken your time and energy today to talk with our listeners. Oh, thanks so much, Andrea. I'm really glad to be here. All right, well, we're going to jump right in there. So the first thing I think we need to field before we go any further is for you to define for us your definition of channeling. What is channeling? Oh, sure. Thanks very much. Um, channeling is sort of one of those words that has a, a long and sort of um, sordid history. A lot of people relate channeling to um, what used to happen in the spiritualist era of the um, turn of the century, 19th, 1900s, when um, people would have seances and attempt to um, contact the departed spirits, and at that time, uh, people would often channel this information from from those who were deceased or those who were departed, and um, we've come a long way since then, and, you know, there are many people who are still mediums who do contact the departed. That's not something that I really do. To my mind, channeling, um, a better word, might often be uh, receiving. It's the idea of receiving divine guidance from the variety of um, entities and information that are available to to anyone, really. So I like to use that term, receiving. It's a, it's a more apt description of, of what it's all about. Okay, I like that. That that makes it uh, seem a lot easier for people. You know, that you're, you're right. It did, does have a sort of... Um, uh, sort of tawdry past, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, so, okay. Yeah. Uh, and so we don't want to. We don't want to uh, sound like we're putting forth something that's false. This is energy that comes through to you that gives you actual information. Is that correct? Yes, and and it's not just to me. I mean, I was very um, fortunate or lucky or somehow, you know, was able to receive these amazing uh, spiritual teachings. Um, 
in 2008 from my guides, the 33 lessons. But the fact is, is really true that anyone can receive this kind of divine guidance. Um, some of the most common ways, which many, many of your listeners, I'm sure, do, are you can receive this kind of divine guidance through prayer. You can receive it through meditation. Or you can also receive it through psychic development um, states of trance. And so all those threes are sort those three are kind of like different layers of consciousness that you can go to very simply and very easily um, to receive different information. Um, many people talk about hearing the small, still voice of God uh, when they're praying, and in some ways that's very similar to what this kind of receiving is like. Right. So, so you say very similar. Can you, can you um, verbalize a difference between the two? Yeah, um, in, in prayer, often you're, um, and I totally am a, <laughs> a big believer in prayer and spend many of, my, many of the hours of my day thinking about, please, God, help me, or, you know, make, make, make me do this better. But in prayer, you're basically um, asking God for assistance, or in some cases, you might be, you know, in gratitude, thanking God. And, and so this divine guidance can easily come in that still, small voice. In meditation, um, whether you have a practice where you sit, you know, for 30 minutes and, or an hour a day, or if you just have a, you know, five-minute meditation state where you're, you know, sort of dropping into the divine for just a couple of minutes a day, you can also receive um, just sort of a sense of deep knowing or a sense of deep connection to the divine that I like to call you're just locking into the hum of the universe. And this is um, very, very useful to people to help them become more centered or grounded. But when you go into the layer of, of, of trance, which is kind of the psychic development term that I'm, that I'm giving to it, you can begin to get information that is more specific through some of the psychic tools that we can all use easily and simply. And those include clairvoyance, which is the art of um, psychic seeing or clairaudience, which is the art of um, psychic hearing and um, channeled writing, which is talked about quite a bit in my book, which where you can write down the divine guidance that you're receiving. So just using these three states, it's kind of like a, a potpourri of, <laughs> of ways to, to receive guidance at all times in your life. Right, right. So I, I noticed there you used words, trans, uh, trance state, clairvoyance, mm -hmm. clairaudience. Those are terms that uh, a lot of people out there would consider pretty woo-woo and, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and can be pretty daunting to a lot of people. So what do you recommend that we do when it comes to sort of surmounting those obstacles in our own head about those terms? Sure. Um, you know, i got to say, I was pretty much one of the least... Uh, woo-woo type folks that you might have met before um, 2004 when I initially re started channeled writing at the very beginning and then in 2008 when I received the 33 lessons I was a pretty mainstream um, soccer mom and Catholic and really had no vocabulary for any of this and, and um, probably probably wasn't even aware of, of most of the terminology in, in um, New Age and when I began to receive the 33 lessons in channeled writing, um, another very surprising thing happened. It's at, 
at the moment of receiving those lessons in writing, my own psychic abilities fully opened. And, you know, to say say that this was a a surprise for a Catholic soccer mom to suddenly be, you know, in the land of woo-woo was... um, Pretty pretty surprising event turn of a turn of events for me. It took a long time to get used to it, but as I began to look into um, what psychic development was about, I realized it's just a way of of it's just a way of tapping into the divine so that we can live our lives um, more true to ourselves and more in line with what our life's work is and what our life's path is, and you know why a person wouldn't take advantage of, of these tools, um, it just, it just doesn't, wouldn't make sense to me, regardless of some of the terminology that goes along with them. Right. And those are just words to sort of help us understand what's happening to us when it happens, right? Yeah. And, you know, you might think of, of a clairvoyance as seeing, seeing imagery in your mind's eye. You might think of clairaudience as hearing the small, still voice or hearing in your, um, what I call the mind's ear. It's like the voice that sort of is like your own thoughts, but it's um, a little <laughs> a little bit smarter and a little bit nicer. So right. that's a way to sort of uh, think about it if you don't want to use those terms. Okay, okay. So overall, this kind of communication, receiving information from the divine, is a pretty scary concept in itself, just by itself, without the use of those words. Why do you think we're so afraid to talk about communication like this? You know, I, that's a really good question. I have had people um, who've attended my workshops pretty much in terror that if they um, sort of open to receiving from the divine, that uh, there's sort of a, a broad realm of possibilities that they're afraid of. One that you know, giant angels might you know enter their living room and stand there trumpeting information to them. Or, and this goes back again to the old idea of channeling in the spiritualist era, the idea that they might attract um, bad spirits or, you know, great Aunt Madge who who wasn't very nice and who, you know, passed away ten years ago, and they don't want to bring those into their um, living room anymore. But what I've found is that those are really, um, they're really um, fear-based ideas, and that's just not really how it works. The, the divine or the universe or God or, or whatever terminology you want to give to sort of the infinite and the all um, works with us just so gently and gives us sort of what we can deal with, what we can deal with. And um, there's really no worry of being overwhelmed by something that you can't handle. Very well put. Very well put. I like that. And that gives us sort of a sense that we're more a little bit more in control than we than we're yeah. we're afraid of being out of control there. Yeah. Okay, so let's push the envelopes just a little bit more here and talk about the concept of interfering energies. So we sort of mentioned a, a little bit of that in the last um, uh, question answer. In the book, you say that even people who are very much alive can create interfering energies. So first, I guess we have to discover what is what it is that the one person's energy affects in another's. How do we affect each other's energies? Okay, so um, let me think about, uh, I'm not quite sure I understand the question, but I think that's because I asked it badly. Let me try that again. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't 
about that. What I'm trying to really say here is that uh, you say in the book that we can affect each other's energy. So how do we do that? Um, Well, we all have sort of a vibration that we're carrying with us at all times that we um, we create. And so when you come across a person who's in a grumpy mood or is angry or who isn't living um, their life at their highest, what I call, you know, vibration, um, you can feel it and you can sense it. And so those kind of, you know, a person with a really high vibration can walk into the room and everybody just flocks to that person and is sort of amazed that they can be living in this state of, of joy and authenticity and truth to themselves. And, and then another person can walk in the room who's living in fear and um, living in anger and, and living with a lot of past things not worked out. And, and you can feel the energetic vibration of each person. So in that way, you know, the whole way the energy that we put out attracts like, like-minded, like-energied um, humans to us as well. So that's that's the Earth human side of it. Um, is, that, is that the answer to your question, or did you want yes, to deal more? Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay. But you talk in the book about how there are interfering energies beyond living people as well. So what do you mean by that? Yeah, well, I think I think it's important to just be very realistic and think that as humans, we're not the only ones um, in, in the universe. And so we can talk about that a little bit more. Um, right but, after you know, the We're not the only ones here. Okay. And we'll be back in just a moment with more from Sarah Wiseman. for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance, to expect guidance, to trust and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology, A-I-H-T. It was a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earned my Ph.D. in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve, too. That's how it works. The self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 1-800-650-4325. In this moment, visit A-I-H-T dot E-D-U. All my love. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor and sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying, thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor and sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back thanking me for my concerns and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. 
So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may contain vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who will work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at Andrea Matthews LPC.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back with more from Sarah Wiseman, um, the author of the book, Writing the Divine, How to Use Channeling for Soul Growth and Healing. And I want you to know the show today is brought to you by the American Institute of Holistic Theology, a school built to help you fulfill your dreams, to help your world and yourself. And I want to remind our listeners that you can call in. I also want to uh, remind you that you can write to me at uh, Andrea at com, and I can ask your question to Sarah if you'd like as well. Uh, we were talking just before the break, Sarah, about um, the idea that there might be interfering energies, and you were saying before, just before the break that there are other energies in the world besides those of us that are just walking around still breathing. So I wanted to follow up on that before we, before <laughs> we move breathing. on. Sure, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess the point that I have is that the universe is a very, very big place, bigger than we can really imagine, and, and the idea that there um, would only be Earth humans um, is just is just you know not very well very well reasoned. Of course, there are other beings. Um, of course, there are other other dimensions and um, you know other ways of existing besides in the human body. So um, uh, that's not the practice that I do. But yes, there are other entities, and um, if you wanted to contact them, you probably could. However. My um, sort of boundary or policy or the way that I work is that I'm really only interested in um, working with divine guidance, the highest, the highest good, the highest available. And so I really don't have, um, I don't have any interference um, for these types of entities. And if I do, I found that really just taking control and um, once in a recording studio, <laughs> all the machinery wasn't working and, and I could tell that there was some kind of pesky entity in the room and I just turned around and just said get out of here and you know it's sort of like the pesky cat or dog that's in your yard you know just give them a good shout and and they tend to leave you alone Um, not something that I think people need to be concerned about if if their intent is to go to the highest um, possible source of information okay that's good that's good news I'm sure for a lot of our listeners okay so what can we expect to happen in a channeling session well, um, I think that the best, most um, important use of channeling or receiving is to help you understand um, 
why you're here on this earth and what is your life's path and, and what is your next best step. Um, when I received the 33 lessons, uh, the first line of that was, the purpose of life is soul growth. And I think that, um, to my mind, there's no other reason than that we're here. We're here for the growth of our, our souls as we have this fantastic experience of being earth beings. So when I'm doing a practice of receiving, um, let's see, I've been doing this for a long time now, so I'm probably asking about pretty mundane things such as, um, you know, God, tell me I, how, you know, is, is, is this a good opportunity for me to take or which fork in the road should I choose now and um, those kinds of questions where if I'm unsure of the path that I should take, I simply go into receiving mode and um, receive the answer, either as a picture in my head or as that still small voice um, in my ear. For people who are just starting out on the path, a lot of them, um, a lot of the people that, or some of the people that I work with as clients are really um, still struggling with, you know, what is my life's path or what is my highest purpose here in terms of being on this earth. And so a lot of times just being able to receive the information, um, you know, uh, say uh, one recent client um, was an administrator who had always dreamt of being um, working with animals, possibly even being a veterinarian. And in a, in a session that we did, all I could see was animals and animals. That's what I kept receiving for her and and when I suggested, you know, maybe maybe you might want to think about doing something with animals, her whole her whole self lit up because clearly that was her life's path. And sudden sudden sometimes just understanding, oh, you mean my my life's dream of becoming a veterinarian that I've brushed aside for all these years is actually my life's path. You know, it's my my destiny, and and what is my best use of my time and energy, um, sometimes that just breaks things open for people in a way that's, that's really transformative and life-changing. So that's how I, I like to use it as ways of making your life simpler and more joyous and more clear so that you can live more who you truly are. Okay. So I, I guess this is the question of all questions. Once we get that information, how do we begin to trust that what we've received is valid? Oh, people, yes, that is the common question in the workshop. How do I know I'm not making it up? How do I know it's not just my imagination? Um, how do I know, you know, this is true? And I guess the the thing I tell when I'm teaching workshops is is remember, and I guess it'll depend how old you are if, if you understand this, but remember... Indiana Jones, when he has to step across this big chasm and there's this sort of invisible floor that will extend if he takes the leap of faith. And he does, and the floor extends, and he's able to continue his journey. Right. It's like, you just got to take the leap, you know, and that's the only answer. I, I can't help you do that, but I can say... My life changed entirely when I did, and I would just wish wish that for other people, that they would be able to do that. 
Yeah, and that's one of my favorite stories, by the way. I love that story. And uh, Yeah, it is good. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things that was impressive about that story is that he used sand as his sort of leap of faith. He threw out sand, and he could see the bridge, and he took the next step. And and uh-huh. and so I'm I'm thinking, I'm wondering if, you know, kind of a trial and error thing does help us to begin to develop trust. Yeah, yeah and, you know, so what happens when you begin to receive information um, information, the divine um, that were the universe does not give you the big, um, they do not give you the big treasure map all at once. It's, it's really more similar. I call it clues or strands so that um, it's more like a scavenger hunt where you have to run, you know, go to the big oak tree and then you find your next clue and then you have to run to the tiny stream, and then your clue is there, and, and you keep running um, or searching from um, step to step. Each time you get the next clue, um, you, you pick up the next clue and go forward. And I think, I think the divine does this is because it's all we can sort of, <laughs> it's all we can sort of handle. Absolutely. Another idea would be, um, you know, you're, you're, if you have a GPS system and I just laugh and laugh about GPS systems because I'm not very good at using them. I'm always turning in the wrong direction when the machine's telling me to turn in the other direction. But, um, you know, the GPS system will tell you to go to turn right on Washington Street. And then when you get to Washington Street, they'll say turn left on Summer Street. And, again, walking you through uh, step by step. So, um, you know... Say you were in the process of receiving and you had a question about um, which job you should take. And you might, um, you might be, be asking if you should take this certain job. And you might come up with the strong, the strong um, idea of, I don't know, just lemons, say. And then you would need to examine this clue or strand and, and look at it. The divine tends to give us information that is symbolic in nature so that um, people who got a degree in you know, literature or art who, who think symbolically tend to do very well with this kind of imagery or, or processing. Lemon could mean you know, it's a lemon, like it's a bad thing. Lemon could mean sour or bitter. But lemon might also mean um, that you're going to see a, a, a giant advertisement for or sign for lemons and and there's you know right to the right of that is a place where there's a better job for you so it's a little bit of a detective work and and following you know what's the symbolism of this information or or what if what if I start to get um, lemon information in the next few days as a sign or synchronicity how do I follow that Um, you're always just taking one little little baby step forward um, intuitively at a time. However, once you start to live your life this way, which is intuitively and not rationally, the kind of amazing things happens in that your life starts to just sort of work in divine flow. And so everything, kind of like once you get the knack of how to do it, everything becomes so simple. You don't ever have questions about which is the right way, or what is my path, or what is my decision? You just, you just follow the clues and strands, and you find that you're effortlessly being led. 
you're effortlessly being led, you know, like Indiana along the path yep. to yep. where your best step is. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. And what we're saying is, is basically all you need is enough light to see the next step. Yes, that's beautiful. I love that. That's yeah. right. So, all right, we're going to be back in just a minute talking more with Sarah Wiseman. This is Andrea Matthews, and this is Authentic Living. for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh. There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance, to expect guidance, to trust and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology, A-I-H-T, with a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earn my PhD in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve too. That's how it works. The self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 1-800-650-4325. In this moment, visit A-I-H-T dot E-D-U. All my love. What can you tell me about SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA teaches you employability skills. So you know how to deal with people, you have teamwork, your resume is going to look awesome. Well, it's important to know your technical skills, but not only that, to have soft skills, the skills of learning how to communicate with people. at skillsusa.org. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back talking today with Sarah Wiseman about her book, Writing the Divine. And we've been talking about channeling and what that means 
And uh, in Sarah's, uh, one of Sarah's major components of the book, Writing the Divine, uh, is about the 33 lessons that she received from a uh, spirit guide. And um, I wanted to talk with you just a little bit about those 33 lessons. We don't want to leave that out because that's what sort of got you into the book, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's okay. right. All right. So um, there are 33 of these, and uh, two in particular were very intriguing to me, and I've asked that Sarah do a, a brief little reading for us about one of those. So if you want to just take it from there, Sarah. Oh, sure. So um, what I guess I'd like people to know who are listening is that um, the book is definitely two parts. The, the, the first part of the book teaches you how to do all this stuff, and it's 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 pretty funny, people tell me, and, and, and pretty funny and fast. And then and then when you get to the, the lessons, it takes a very different different turn. And um, so I would like to just read Lesson 23. And I'd, I'd like to invite the listeners, if they're in a place where they aren't driving or, um, you know, doing something mechanical, to just go ahead and, and if you choose to, um, I invite you to just shut your eyes and kind of kind of listen to this. And this was brought to me, um, given to me by, um, I received these lessons from three, um, three spirit guides, uh, Constance, who was sort of like a Quaker uh, Mennonite uh, entity, um, Miriam, who was similar, and also the angel Gabriel, who um, I was terrified that he would arrive, and he arrived um, very gently as um, as a young man, a very gentle, comforting young man. And um, so this Lesson 23 is from the spirit entity of Constance, and it is entitled, um, Suffering and Bliss are the Same. And here's the lesson. This world, the earth world, is a harsh place at this time. All is interconnection yet it is difficult for those souls who are more sensitive or who are growing very fast to comprehend the violence, the ugliness, the shame and horror that are a part of your earth world. There is nothing to be done for this but to send out more love. This is difficult for all souls, but especially for those souls who wish to hide away from the stronger, darker energies. In this, we do not mean evil. We mean simply the energy that is more forceful in its expression. There is suffering in the world, and there are those who choose the path of suffering. There is bliss in this world, and there are a smaller number of you who choose the path of bliss. It is important to remember that both are emotional attachments in the now. Personal suffering as a perceived reality is an incorrect perception of the earth world and also of the spirit world. There is no suffering. There is only change and transformation. Bliss is also only a way of healing. We have discussed this before. Bliss is a cleansing, healing, light-filled wave, yet it is also a wave. None of you, perhaps one or two, will be able to harness the energy of bliss for continual, continuous usage. This is a lesson you are learning. What can be done is to shed the negative and to continually purify yourself of the suffering, the violence, the anger, the hatred, and to continually turn away from this aspect. 
Jesus said to turn the other cheek, and by this he meant not to receive more pain, but instead to turn away fully, to refrain from participating, to offer no more of this dark force. By this he meant to shun the experience. Other great beings have brought this message. These great messengers and teachers all chose the path of nonviolence, the path of love, the path of turning the other cheek, not to receive more, but to show that they do not participate in these acts of violence, anger, the hot, steaming energy that prevails so much in your world. For those of us, for the, excuse me, for those who are especially sensitive to suffering, we ask that you call upon us continually and incessantly, that you never stop praying to us for the world, for all beings, and that you bolster the world with your prayer and your connection to the divine. For those of you who seek bliss as entertainment, we ask that you recognize that it is only through continued and continual immersion in bliss that you can grow. By this we mean there is no growth in holding bliss one day through meditation, singing, dance, or prayer, and then in visiting the other side and dowsing yourself with dark and lower energies of addiction, lust. Suffering and bliss, these are both sides of the same coin. Suffering and bliss, both are the same. But you must choose which aspect you will experience over and over and over. This is a point in your soul growth. This is the decision you must make, the dark or the light, the hate or the love, the anger or the compassion, the fight or the forgiveness, the chaos or the peace. You must continually choose in life's lesson and you must make this choice constantly and continually with your soul, your mind, your body. We do not speak of morals. We speak only of energy. Morals are confusing to you because they have been captured by those who use them as a methodology of controlling your mind. Morality has been captured by religions and companies, by groups and cults, so they might tell you what you should think and do. You do not require this instruction for anyone, from anyone or any group. Your soul cannot be controlled. It is God. We speak of energy, of connection to the higher vibration of light and love or of the lower vibration of what is dark. The light is what allows soul growth. You must choose this at every point of choosing that is set before you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And, and you know, that whole concept is really pretty deep, and it's, uh, it's one of those things that we have the most trouble with, the idea that suffering and bliss are the same, the idea that suffering isn't really suffering. Those are pretty um, co- concepts that uh, when I'm working with people as a therapist, when I, if I dare to say such a thing, it's what? What are you talking about? Of course I'm suffering. Mm-hmm, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, yeah. I find that the lessons contain these very um, ex- um, very intensive um, concepts that 
are <laughs> really beyond, or um, many of them are sort of beyond what what I can work with, but or what I understand. And it's interesting to me that 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 they were received in this way, and they're so um, so intensive and such kind of radical in some ways, um, radical ways of or new ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find that very interesting as well. Yeah, and, yeah. It's, and those, it's, those are basic concepts of several of the the more um, esoteric religions or yes. uh, practices. And, uh, Eastern religions, yes. Yep. And and just the way of shifting um, shifting your um, energy in, in, as a human being, you know, this idea of, of choosing light or dark, it, it, it is very much a choice and it's very much something that um, we get to decide every day. Now, and that's not to mean... We can do this perfectly. Of course, we're always going to backslide or mess up or make you know need do-overs, as my kids say. But you know, it's um, it's just a it's a question of choice as to where well, we go. Well, if we could do it perfectly, that would put it back into the realm of morality, then, wouldn't it? Right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And the lessons. Um, I didn't read these, but each lesson contains. Um, there's some teaching teaching, spiritual teaching along those lines. And then they also continue on with um, questions that the reader is to answer in writing. And um, these, in, in, I'm now teaching the book, uh, the lessons, as, as a workshop up in, um, around where I am here. And when we sit together and read a lesson and then we answer as a group these um, questions in writing, what happens is, is beyond amazing to me, and I, I have I've worked a lot with groups, and I haven't seen this level of energy and change happen um, so quickly. Um, one woman, um, uh, an acquaintance of mine, had lost a, a dear relative a number of years before, and she sat down and did the first lesson on her own, and um, mentioned that she had written. Uh, 40 pages by hand and had an amazing um, experience of grief and transformation and, and many other emotional release that she hadn't been able to get to um, in the years prior. And um, it just speaks to the depth of the lessons and, and um, how much they can help they can help people. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm sure there's anecdotes for every one of those um, lessons. I'm sure that the, that each one has a story behind it. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I've just started to teach them, and really, when I received them, I was in such a, um, I don't know, a, a trance state or 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 what have you. Um, um, to some extent, I um, I'm not that familiar with them. I'm learning them now that the book has come out, and I'm beginning to teach them. So. I'm learning the lessons as as the you know we go along in in these workshops it's it's really it's really intriguing and that so that we uh we 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 teach what we mostly need to learn <laughs> <laughs> yes, I need to learn a lot I can assure you of that so yeah me too me too oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you know, the thing I I think that we need to talk just a little bit about, and we just don't have much time before the break, but I do think we need to mm-hmm. talk about it is the whole idea of writing in sort mm-hmm. of a trance state, the writing down of of this uh, information. Yeah. You know, um, the book talks about how to do channeled writing, but for the lessons themselves, it's really more of a sacred journaling, um, and um, writing is useful because it's sort of like 
praying on paper might be one way to think about it or um, putting your thoughts down more permanently so they're more organized. I think that's one of the reasons it's useful. Okay, all right. We're going to talk some more about that right after the break. This is Andrea Matthews. This is Authentic Living, and we're talking today to Sarah Wiseman about her book, Writing the Divine. Back in just a moment. for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. Over there? Over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, (laughs) she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, (laughs) no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. Turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at bornlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance, to expect guidance, to trust and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology, A-I-H-T. It was a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earned my Ph.D. in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve, too. That's how it works. These self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 1-800-650-4325. In this moment, visit A-I-H-T dot E-D-U. All my love. America is facing a skilled workforce shortage. SkillsUSA can help. What is SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA is life-changing. SkillsUSA is awesome. SkillsUSA is one of the biggest opportunities life can give you. SkillsUSA is amazing. SkillsUSA is motivating. SkillsUSA specifically prepares you for the workforce. SkillsUSA empowers students to connect with a network of people, starting with their classmates, to their advisors, to other people in their states. SkillsUSA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. I'm doing something now that's going to be applicable in the real world, and those skills are going to be useful today in school and in five years when I'm working and for the rest of my life. On the web at skillsusa.org. 
Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Well, it's sad but true that we're on the final segment of our show today, talking with Sarah Wiseman about her book, Writing the Divine, How to Use Channeling for Soul Growth and Healing. And I want to use this time to um, ask you, Sarah, if you will, to tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you and learn about you and your work and uh, receive services from you. Oh, sure. Thank you. Well, sort of my my mobile uh, universal office is my website, which is www. SarahWiseman.com, and it's S-A-R-A-W-I-S-E-M-A-N. And um, let's see, I've got some pretty fun stuff there right now. You can download a free ebook on psychic development there, and you can also download a free song called Angels, which is from our band Martyrs of Sound that I have with my partner, Dr. Steve Koch. Um, we've done three um, sort of New Age healing albums that... Sometimes he's mantra and sometimes are rock. And so the songs are all up there to listen to, and um, you can download that song for free. You can also take a look and see where I'm teaching workshops. And also I offer um, psychic, count- psychic counseling and psychic training um, by phone to people who live outside the area and then um, in person in, in Oregon. So it's all <laughs> it's all there. You can also... There's also a cool little, um, it's called Ask Sarah, and you can ask questions about psychic development or spiritual or any, any question you have. Um, I'm not answering them all, but I'm trying to answer as many as I can and put them up as a forum so it provides people with information. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so you guys check her out at www.sarahwiseman.com. All right, well, we asked a question just before the break about writing, and that is the uh, one of the primary things of your book, um, concepts of your book, and I want to talk about that because, and I, I do want to say this, you've recommended in the book that um, that your readers uh, use other, um, start off practicing the whole idea of receiving before they try to do the writing, so I want to say that, but then mm-hmm. what is what is writing, channeling, right? I don't even know how to say it right, using channel for your writing, how does that work? Yeah, well, um... The book, so the book teaches you how to receive, and then the book also offers um, how to do channel, channeled writing if you'd like to give that a try, which is just receiving the information in writing. And then the book also talks about um, sacred journaling, and then, of course, the lessons have questions to be answered in writing. And I think probably the focus on writing comes from from my background, which is, you know, writing and writing as as a as a uh, magazine writer and um, just writing forever and um, also the idea of you know Julia Cameron the artist way she talks about using um, writing as a way of discovering what you think and there's something about writing that's sort of like 
praying on paper or sort of um, some of long time ago writing professors told me, you know, the mind doesn't know what it wants to say until the ink flows out of the pen. And this idea of um, sort of sort of letting another way of expression um, be used so that instead of your mind saying it's, you know, blocks and no's and this is why it can't happen, perhaps your pen has a different answer for you that you might not be aware of. So that's one reason to just sort of open up and let things happen a little differently. Um, the other idea is that writing sort of keeps you accountable. If, if you write... Um, in answer to one of the questions in the lessons, you know, I really hate my job. And then you go to a, a party and someone asks, how's your job going? And you're like, oh, great, my job's fantastic. And it's like, come on, you just wrote, I hate my job, so where's that at? And um, it helps you really know what you think, and it helps you see um, progress, progress over time. It's a way of, um, if you are wanting to create or manifest some things in your life, you can literally write them down and um, keep focusing on that piece of paper until those things begin to happen. So it's just it's a more permanent. Our thoughts kind of flit out of our mind constantly, but writing is a way of keeping things in front of us a little bit more clearly. So I think that's why writing is such a big part of the book. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I say to my clients is that Writing, when we write stuff down and sort of get the editor off our shoulder, that we um, we tend to believe ourselves more. Yes, because you can see it right there in front of you, you know, in, in the pen or in the computer. And, you know, you don't have to be a writer to use this book. You can certainly just uh, read and answer the questions in your mind. But if you do take the time and sort of commit to um, doing the exercises in writing, you'll see just much bigger bigger benefits um, yep. from them, I believe. Yep, absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit about the whole concept just before we close out of opening because uh, that concept is what Authentic Living Show is all about, the opening or awakening. Um, your awakening came simultaneous to uh, channeling the 33 lessons. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, okay. that's right. So... Uh, I know that everybody can't expect that kind of profound opening, but what is opening? When we open, what are we doing? I I think in in my case, um, what I experienced was um, it's similar to um, what people who have near-death experiences might experience, and and I've had a near-death experience years ago, and at that moment um, of my experience, I... um, I, I knew God, like I, I just knew it in a way um, that I hadn't known it before. And then when this um, spiritual opening or awakening happened later in 2008, it was the same sense of, um, oh, you mean I can, I can trust and relax and, and sort of surrender to this force or universe that is so much um, bigger and more positive and um, more powerful than me, and yet at the same time, I am just as much in, in God as this, as this God, and like it's the same thing, and so it was just that amazing feeling of 
all is good with the universe, and here I am on Earth living this life. All right. Well, we have to close today and uh, say goodbye to Sarah Wiseman, and, uh, and I want to let you know that next week we're having a special Christmas show in which we will discover the possibility of peace on Earth. So tune in. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the seventh wave network for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit seventhwavenetwork.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by voice america talk radio network its staff and management